Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Well, hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and we got a ton of headlines to go through today, folks. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you what, I could not make this stuff up. I couldn't. I couldn't. This is the end days, and uh, if it's your first time listening, I take headlines, and uh, I use those headlines to point you to Jesus, to point you to Bible prophecy, to point you to the Word of God. And so, like I always say, get in the Word of God, let the Word of God get into you. And, of course, Maranatha, right? Maranatha, and that means, come, Lord Jesus. So, we are looking uh, for the great and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, as the day draws near, and we see, oh my gosh, we just see the events leading up to the great tribulation, which was prophesied in the Bible, we must ask ourselves, what must more happen to get people's attention to say hey something is not right in this world something is going on god is using these events to hopefully hopefully wake up unbelievers and have them look around and try to maybe discern what is going on of course without the holy spirit you can have a very hard time discerning what's going on you'll have no discernment and we look into the world today we see there is no discernment there's no common sense there's uh only what the news tells you to say that's all that we have going on today. Nobody can think for themselves. Nobody has any critical thinking skills. And uh, no, it's just, I remember my mom said when I was a kid, my dad too, well, if everybody walked off a bridge, would you walk off the bridge too or something? You know, well, God would be the only one on the bridge. That's what these people are saying. I guess I'll jump off into oblivion too. Well, that's where you're going to go. You're going to go to hell if you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Today is not a day to be messing around, folks. And I'm going to be talking to you some headlines. I'm talking nuclear war. We're talking all kinds of stuff. We are talking, oh, and of course, CNN's claim that Christians suffer from rapture anxiety. What do I always say? What is it, uh, what is it that I always say? God has given us his word. Not to scare us, but to prepare us. But then you have the unbelievers in the world going, this rapture anxiety is this, is that, is blah, blah, blah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, too. And uh, that's from author um, Billy Hallowell. I do read a couple of his articles quite a few times. And um, anyway, uh, the End Times author expert Jeff Kinley is going to reject CNN's coverage of so-called rapture anxiety. We'll talk a little bit about that um, today, too. What else do we have going on? Uh, some devastating news. 23-year-old who survived the 2016 ISIS airport attack was euthanized after mental health struggles. Folks, listen to that headline. She was euthanized. Euthanized. We're going to talk a lot about that maybe uh, coming up as well. What else do we have going on? I'm going to run through a ton of headlines um, from the Gateway Pundit. And you're going to be like, what is going on? And uh, we'll talk about that as well. Has had a alert on my phone <laughs> anyway we have some more to go through on the rapture we have a ton of those to uh talk about as well tanuk or not tanuk what will putin do have some of that to talk about and you know him you love him he is my favorite leo homan h-o-h-m-a-n-n.com with your people willing or able to have children global ten across believe they have the answer digital families 
Yeah, we'll get into that. And coming from allisrael.com, this alert came across my computer today. Uh, is Vladimir Putin, the evil dictator Gog from Biblical Prophecy, he just called America satanic. Now Biden warns Putin risks Armageddon. This is by Josie Rosenberg. It's posted yesterday, late yesterday. So we will talk about that a little bit today as well. And so what else did I hit on today? Well, I went to theblaze.com to see what they had going on. Terrible, terrible things. Terrible things. The evil in the world today is blatant and rampant. There is no stopping it. Here's a friends of slain Purdue students say they could hear his dying screams through online gaming. And that article was by Courtney Will. And you can go check that out at theblaze.com, which I will not read that because not on this program. Um, it was already <clears throat> disturbing enough to read the headline. So what else do we have? Seattle police charged food bank chef with murdering woman and violating her remains. He had previously served two years in prison for the death of his four-month-old child. Wow, he just got two years for this. He can come out and kill again. His own child. Folks, wickedness, lawlessness. We have people committing murders and being set free without any bond. Please tell me if that equals lawlessness to you, because it sure does mean lawlessness to me. But the Bible said lawlessness would abound sure who i have on my phone here trying to get a hold of me oh okay that is my that's my half brother there in palm springs <laughs> i just ran into him i didn't run into him we haven't actually physically met yet but we did find uh i did find them and he found me on ancestry dna so all these years i'm 47 had no idea who my father was but uh, I do now, so praise the Lord for that. So anyway, um, Vanderbilt University Medical Center pauses transgender surgeries for minors. Of course they did after the outrage. We might hint on that. And here we have, I'm telling you guys, if you ever looked at Gavin Newsom, does he not look like the Joker? He looks like the Joker. I'm just throwing that out there because I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and that's what he looks like. Gavin Newsom calls for emergency tax. Yes, folks, you heard that correct. Emergency tax to combat high gas prices in California and gets mocked mercilessly online. So that was good. That was by Carlos Garcia. Democrat uh, Democratic congressman's teenage daughter died of sudden cardiac arrhythmia. And uh, that's by Alex Nisberg. And we will add in there in the other articles I've read said she was fully vaccinated, of course. And the Florida Surgeon General recommends against, folks, against the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines for men ages 18 to 39. Florida will not be silent on the truth. We'll talk about that article as well. And they are telling you guys the truth that it is causing inflammation and myocarditis. Flourish, uh, here's a good one. I love this. This kind of reminds me of Texas, where I'm from. Anyway, Florida sheriff tells homeowners how to handle looters. Shoot them so he looks like grated cheese. And here we have cars over here. It says looters killed, uh, looters killed free. Anyway, is what the little car says. Anyway, it says, uh, of course, I've talked about this before. Mark Zuckerberg has lost more than half of his net worth in the last 12 months. We could just pray that he continues to lose all of it. Anyway, video shows a moment that a key bridge connecting Crimea and Russia is rocked by a massive explosion. Uh, Ukraine officials declare bombing is just the beginning, folks. Terrifying, terrifying. You can see that there are cars on this bridge when it is struck. So, folks, we have a lot to talk about today. Ain't a lot. 
uh, globalism, war, economic turmoil, devaluing human life, and the day of the Lord is looming. This is on HarperJersDaily.com. HarperJersDaily.com. What else do we have going on? Um, a blasphemous triad of betrayal. This is by Mike Gendron. It's at Rapture Ready. Uh, the Catholic religion offers a way to expedite uh, removal from purgatory through indulgences. This represents the third demonic doctrine of this triad of betrayal. The selling of God's forgiveness through indulgences was one of the sparks that ignited the Reformation 505 years ago, or 505 years ago, when this fraudulent lie was exposed. Folks, you hear me? You know I say it quite a number of times um, on my program. I always say you can't buy your way out of hell. You can't pay your way out of hell you can't pay for somebody else's way out of hell and uh there is no purgatory there you either go to heaven or you go to hell and uh there are no in-betweens and uh you know you look at the things in the end and the bible says there's gonna be one world religion and we hear the catholic religion boy they're just bringing everybody in changing their ways it's kind of like the mormons you know first you couldn't have caffeine until they bought stock in coca-cola then caffeine's okay anyway the Bible doesn't change. Our God, the Father of the actual Bible, He does not change. Doesn't change. Doesn't change for culture. Doesn't change for seasons. Doesn't change for the stock market. And uh, He doesn't change for people's opinions or peer pressure or anything like that. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever and forever, folks. So, anyway. And I did talk a little bit about this. Um, Patrick Wood um, talks about who's really riding, uh, running the Biden White House. That's the same folks since 1976. We do a trilateral commission. And old Bush, he was evil just like his daddy. One world government. We're going to have a one world government. No new taxes. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Moving right along so you guys can check out some of these headlines with me. So let's get started. Alrighty, where, oh, where to begin? Well, let's start here. Globalism, war, economic turmoil, devaluing human life. The day of the Lord is looming. And this, of course, is by Jonathan Brittner. And you can find it at harbingersdaily.com, harbingersdaily.com. And it was uploaded yesterday, October the 7th. So it's moving right along. So for many of us, he says, this past September was a high watch period. It's certainly not that we set dates or place a limit as to when the rapture must occur, but everything seems to be falling in place for Jesus to appear during the past Feast of Trumpets. We watch with eager expectation of meeting Jesus in the air. I know many saints feel a bit disappointed and perhaps discouraged now that September has come and gone. We will have to endure another year of watching wickedness, deception, and lawlessness grow exponentially. How much longer will we have to wait for the redemption of our bodies in the realization of our glorious hope? That's Romans 8, 23 and 25. And he says he doesn't have the answer to these questions. However, he remains convinced that Jesus is coming for us very, very soon. Please note the end of September didn't put an end to the multitude of signs telling us that the seven-year tribulation is ever so close. Well, I'm going to throw in here also. Many believers, many um, eschatological teachers and all these, they think that Christ's return would happen during the Feast of Trumpets. Now, the Bible doesn't explicitly say that. It doesn't say that. We just think it's the Feast of Trumpets and, you know, Yom Kippur and all of these things. So they just automatically, you know, just think that that's when it could. And it could very well happen during the Feast of Trumpets. But 
That doesn't mean that it will happen on the Feast of Trumpet because Jesus told us, you don't know the day or the hour. He goes, the angels don't know. Nobody knows, not even the Son of Man. So it's not even Jesus. Only God the Father knows. That's the only one who knows when he sends his son back to yank his church, his bride, out of this world. And there's a movie out there. It's called um, Before the Wrath. You guys should check it out. And it explains why the Galilean wedding is a little different than the regular Jewish wedding. And so you should check that out. For sure, for sure, will definitely be worth your watch. So anyway, back to the article. It does talk about, uh, with the day of the Lord looming on the horizon, the rapture of the church must be even closer since the Bible assures us that we will miss the entirety of the coming period of God's wrath upon the earth. And that's First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Of course, he says we will be in heaven with Jesus before the Antichrist appears on the world scene. And if you read through the book of Revelation, you will realize we are not, the church is not mentioned in the book of Revelation after chapter 4, verse, I believe, 1 until we come back with Christ riding on white horses. So, yes, folks. Anyway, so four months ago, he says he wrote The Sound of Approaching Hoofbeats, uh, in which he showed the nearness of the time when the horsemen will start their trek across planet Earth. That's Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Below, he reprises its main points and explains why the sound of the hoofbeats is even louder today. So, let's jump into those. So, the clamor of the New World Order on our doorstep. Revelation 6, 1 through 2 tells us about the first seal the first writer revelation 6 1 to 2 in the king james says and i saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and i heard as if it were the noise of thunder one of the four beasts saying come and see and i saw and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and to conquer and one thing i always like to point out here is the antichrist is given the white horse and he's given a bow and he said to go conquer but he didn't have any arrows Hmm. Anyway, so uh, these verses refer to the Antichrist bringing the world under his rule. So it's going to be the absence of an arrow in the bow points to his accomplishing this objective without force. Although he will gather an impressive arsenal of weapons during his campaign. It's kind of like the false peace that I write about in my books, the false peace that comes. So the world economic forum under the leadership of Klaus Schwab continues to gain incredible influence over the nations. Without firing a shot, Schwab has placed many of his devotees in key places of leadership in governments across the world. The communist influence of the WEF continues to rapidly grow in many free countries, including the U.S. And he says the U.N. in conjunction with the WEF recently announced their intention to change their goal of a world government by 2030 under the 17 goals of its agenda 2030 they want to establish the new world order well before that year of course we have the saber rattling of nuclear war so the second rider is that of the war john describes in revelation 6 3 to 4 and it says when he had opened the second seal i heard the second beast saying come and see and there went out another horse that was red and power was given to him and that given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another and there was given unto him a great sword and he goes to say that the world has moved closer to a nuclear confrontation during the past four months is a huge understatement he goes i believe there will be a terrible world war after the rapture that will far exceed the worst wars in all of history revelation 6 tells uh, or revelation 6 8 tells us that the sword quote unquote or war will contribute to the deaths of one fourth of the world's population it's likely that nuclear weapons will account for this exceedingly high casualty count 
Here are just a few recent developments that tell us that the wars in Revelation 6, 4, and 5 are closer now than four months ago. Folks, listen to this. The sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines in late September makes a war, a major war in Europe all the more likely. Vladimir Putin believes that Joe Biden and the West are responsible for this, and he's threatening to strike back. Putin is adding over 1 million new soldiers to his army. He has called up over uh, 300,000 reserves and is drafting many new recruits, including those up to 50 years of age. Can increase that thought here, Ted. Folks, you know me. <laughs> anyway, people are fleeing Russian droves. They understand the terrors of a likely nuclear war, and many also want to escape service in the Russian army. Russia recently annexed four territories in Ukraine, proclaiming that any attack on these is an attack on Russia. There are just a few of the multitude of signs that tell us a major war is brewing. And if I were to add China, Iran, and uh, North Korea to the mix, the above list would triple or quadruple. He goes on to say, there are days when I wonder if the U.S. will even survive as a nation until next September. I realize that the rapture does not need to happen before God severely judges America, but I believe the full extent of his wrath will fall on the U.S. soon after Jesus takes us home. The fiery red horse of war is ever so close to riding. This alone points to the soon fulfillment of the biblical event we call the rapture. And I'm going to throw in here, folks. We do not have to be raptured as a nation or as Christians or anything for God's judgment to fall on the United States. God's judgment is already upon the United States of America. Um, you can look around and see that. We have uh, an, an administration in office right now that doesn't care about Israel, that's trying to divide Israel to a two-Palestinian state, and all of these things are going on. Trump did the same thing, their little Abrahamic Accords, all of this stuff. The United States sends out the majority, almost 90% of pornography, child sex trafficking, child pornography, everything comes from the United States of America. You don't think God is going to judge that? We have lost our ever-loving mind. We are in a reprobate mind. We are living Romans 1. And that is the fall of any nation. God outlines it in Romans 1. I've done numerous articles on it, uh, episodes on it. I've written on it in a couple of my books. We're living in it now. We are under God's judgment, and it's only only going to get worse. Anyway, moving right along. It says, uh, many voices predict economic devastation by early 2023. The words of Revelation 6, 5, and 6 point to economic devastation. And when he opened, uh, when he had opened the third seal, I heard the beast say, Come and see, and behold, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see that thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And he said, If you think that the world is not on the brink of the conditions described in these verses, you are not paying attention. We are frightfully close. What do I always say? Get you some food, folks. You better get you some food. Anyway, the destruction of the Nord Stream pipelines in later September spells disaster for the economies of Germany and the rest of Europe. Here's what economist commentator Michael Snyder wrote about inflation in Germany before the cutoff of gas from Russia. This week, we got some inflation numbers out of Germany that are so high that it is difficult to believe that they are actually real. German producers' prices rose in August in the uh, fastest rate since records began in 1949. Data released by the Federal Statistics Office showed today pointing to a further increase in consumer prices. Product uh, Producer prices of industrial products rose by 45.8% compared to the same month. 
of last year. Compared to July 2022, prices rose 7.9%. Soaring energy prices on the on the back of Russia's war against the Ukraine remain the main driver behind rising prices. If we continue to see monthly increases of around 8% next year at this time, we could be taking about a yearly jump of close to 100%. And he goes on to say, the most conservative estimates of the impact of the Nord Stream disaster state that tens of thousands of Europeans will die this winter because they will be unable to heat their homes. Prices of all commodities in Europe and North America will continue to sharply rise as energy prices skyrocket. Several months ago, I wrote, is America on the cusp of a food catastrophe? He says he quoted several prominent people warning of the great trouble ahead for the economy of America. Of course, the rider of death. The result of all these end days horrors will be a death count higher than anything the world has seen since the Genesis 6 flood. Revelation 6, 7, and 8 describes what the world will experience when Jesus opens the fourth seal. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse in his name that sat on him was death. And hell followed with him. The power was given unto him are given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the wild beasts of the earth. So right now, one-fourth of the world's population will be almost two billion people. And that marks just the start of the prophecy tribulation woes. Do we see the horizon of our, do we see this on the horizon of our world? He says, absolutely. In one of his recent articles, he says, depopulation, the sign that tells us Jesus is appearing, is at hand. He goes, I provide considerable evidence of how the elitist globalists of our day are seeking to dramatically reduce the population of our world. Be assured that depopulation efforts, nuclear war, and famine all fit with the wicked and deadly agenda of both Klaus Schwab and his disciples around the world. The WEF and the UN's Agenda 2030 all have as their goal a new world order with the elite enslaving a greatly reduced human population. Noah Harari, Schwab's chief advisor, believes that the majority of people are useless eaters. Please don't doubt the vile and evil agenda of the globalists that control many governments in our world, including that of the United States. They don't care how many people die as a result of their accomplishing their goals. They are motivated by Satan, and Jesus clearly explained his character as that of a deceiver and murderer. Yes, folks. And it shouldn't surprise us that the nations within his realm so willingly kill and destroy innocent lives. Jesus is coming very, very soon, he says, and I do too. What do all these things tell us? They assure us that Jesus is coming very, very soon. And the prophetic events of Revelation 6, 1 to 8 loom so close on the horizon. And they do. How much closer must we be to the rapture of the church that must occur before these things happen? Please don't be dismayed that you remain on the earth longer than you anticipated or would like. Jesus is coming in the very near future. Nothing has changed. He goes, based on his study of God's word, he's absolutely convinced of these three things. Number one. We live in the season of the rapture. Jesus is coming for us and in the very near future. The rapture must happen before the start of the seven-year tribulation. And Jesus will return to earth as a conquering king after the seven-year tribulation and reign over all the nations of the world for a thousand years from a glorious restored Israel. The Bible tells us that Jesus will sit on the throne of David and he will. Jesus will not disappoint us. Count on it. He will fulfill his promise in John 14, 2 to 3 and take us to the place he's preparing for us. The glory ahead for us is well worth it, he says. Keep holding on. Keep looking up in eager anticipation of Christ's appearing. Folks, I tell you the same thing. 
keep looking, keep looking, keep longing for his great and glorious appearing. And I thought about this the other day, long suffering. I think I talked about it um, the other night, long suffering. God is long suffering. I know we want out of here. I know because the world is a terrible, horrible, dark, grim place right now. Very bad. Only going to get worse. His Trump is saying very, very bad, very bad, 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 bad. Anyway, it's going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. And we're like, what are, what are we, what, are, what is our hope? Our hope is Jesus Christ. That's our hope. What are we here for? Are we here to make money? Are we here to climb the corporate ladder? Are we here to have the biggest house? Are we here to have the nicest car? Are we here to do all these blah, 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 blah? No. We are here to proclaim Jesus Christ until he comes. We are here to tell a lost and dying world, hey, there is good news. Hello. In the midst of all this, there's good news. Folks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I tell you, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to go after those things. Even when I was younger, I did. I climbed the corporate. I, I did all of that. I had the nicest car. I had the nicest clothes. I had all these, you know, blah, blah, blah. Was I happy? No, it's not happy. I was miserable. Now I make less money than I've ever made in my entire life. But you know what? I am very happy. I am at peace. I am content. I have time to do the things that God has called me to do, which is bring news to folks in light of bible prophecy that in some hopes in some prayer that they would seek christ as their savior now while there's still time anyway uh, so i have more time to focus on these things and so i think uh i think god has called me to be a watchman on the wall and uh, that's what i'm gonna do until he calls me home or he comes and takes us all home anyway <laughs> so what else we have going on let's move right along so yes Let's talk about this article written by Billy Hallowell. Billy Hallowell was uploaded on October the 5th. And this is End Times author reacts to CNN's claim some Christians suffer from, quote, rapture anxiety. Bible prophecy is meant to be comforting. Like I always say, God gave us this, not to scare us, but to prepare us. <laughs> anyway, so he goes, End Times author and expert Jeff Kinley rejected CNN's coverage of so-called rapture anxiety, arguing he's never encountered the term before and believes there are some deep misconceptions about the eschatological belief system. He goes on to say, as Faithwire previously reported, CNN uh, re recently published an article, for some Christians, rapture anxiety can take a lifetime to heal. A piece covering a supposed in times inspired type of religious trauma being experienced among people who have left or are questioning their faith. And, uh, well, we do know that that is uh, apostasy. But anyway, not, not questioning, you know, but anyway. Actually, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the first thing I thought was really you're making up this whole idea of the fact that people all over the place are just so filled with anxiety about the rapture, which I rarely encounter. That's one thing. He only told CBN's Faith Wire. The flip side of it was the irony. The rapture is really designed to bring comfort, not anxiety. It's a complete opposite. So if you guys want to, you can check it out on CBN News. Is in times theology sparking rapture anxiety? And so you can watch that right there. But anyway more on down the article and it says the author who has penned countless books on the rapture and end time said he was left pondering where the contents of seeing his article were coming from i see the i see how bible prophecy and the rapture is meant to be the most comforting thing for a believer it's the bride of christ kenley said and she gets to be rescued and so why should she be anxious about that he said the only way a person would be living in fear as a result of rapture theology would be if it's taught improperly or with poor motives or improper motives. Talk correctly, Kinley said the rapture should bring comfort and hope. 
he did not he did note some have some some have used the rapture as a scare tactic but that this isn't the mainstream or prominent reasoning or approach for theological usage the rapture has been used as a scare tactic against people in the past who tried to get them saved or that type of thing so i get that he said i also get the fact that sometimes in portrayals of the rapture it is very sensationalist but Kinley said the event itself is sensational, underscoring why depictions sometimes look the way they do. He says Faithwire Privilege Report of CNN said rapture anxiety is a phenomenon some former, note, former Christians and those questioning their faith struggle with. This is a real thing. It's a chronic problem. Darren Slade, president and CEO of Global Center for Religious Research, told the outlet. That ought to tell you all you need to know. Global Center for Religious Research. Anyway. This is a new area of study, but in general, our research has revealed that religious trauma leads to an increase of anxiety, depression, paranoia, and even some OCD-like behaviors. I need to say this prayer of salvation so many times, I need to confess my sins so often. You can go on and read the rest of that story if you would like to, but it sounds, that in part sounds like Catholicism to me. Folks, when you've sinned, you ask Christ to forgive you. That's done. It's over. Forgotten as far as the East is from the West. God has, Jesus remembers it no more. God has blotted it out and remembers it no more. So, there you go. You don't have to say the prayer so many times. You don't blah, 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 blah. This is where things, okay, so here's something cool. So, on our local news, occasionally I'm on Facebook and I looked at our local, local news and they were talking about this, this reverend would not quote baptize this couple's baby into the church because they weren't married and ooh, you should have seen the uproar it's not the baby's fault the baby's is and oh my gosh that's what turns people away from christianity blah 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 well no <laughs> look folks christianity is not some club that we just want everybody to come and join and we're going to tell you exactly what you want to hear and make you feel so good just to bring you into the club no it's not a club folks that's <laughs> not doctrine matters i say it all the time doctrine matters and that reverend is absolutely correct number one the parents are not are not married they're living together they're cohabitating they're living together they're not married that is a sin a baby doesn't has not been able to make the profession of faith so a baby doesn't know what doesn't have any idea what's going on baptism is when you make a decision in a public profession of faith in christ a baby can't do that so number one baby shouldn't be baptized i can understand christening you know or promising or like whatever but devoting you know whatever but uh not salva not 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 it's not a salvational issue when it comes to babies because they can't make that decision they can't make a decision to be baptized to make a public profession of faith outwardly they can't they just can't so anyway i agree with i agree with that reverend they should not they shouldn't anyway and he said uh he's trying to set an example and tell folks that this is a sin you know living together not being married is a sin they're not saying anything about the baby he's not saying you know anything like that but of course that's where everybody went oh the baby's so innocent that's what's wrong with you christians that's blah 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 because they don't know christianity they have their form of christianity there's a lot of people out there that have their own form of christianity but is it biblical christianity there's a big point so that's what i'm saying if you don't know the word of god you're going to be led astray by all of these things that the Bible says, you're going to be torn from here and from there with all these unsound doctrines and all these lies and all of these things. So, that's what happens if you don't know the Word of God. Anyway, sorry I went off on a little tangent there. But anywho, here's another very sad article. 23-year-old uh, who survived the 2016 ISIS airport attack euthanized 
after mental health struggles. This article is by Rick Morin. It's posted today, October the 8th at 10.01 a.m. And uh, we got to have a lot of coffee, folks, for these for these updates today. So, mm. I did have a listener email me and said, you can always tell when you take a drink of coffee. <laughs> so I try to edit it out, but, you know, sometimes I can't get to the editing. So anyway, a 23-year-old woman who... Um, a woman in Belgium who served in, or I'm sorry, who survived an ISIS terrorist attack at the Brussels airport in 2016 was granted her request to be euthanized after suffering from depression for years. So Shante de Corte was walking through the airport on a class trip to Italy when ISIS detonated three bombs, killing 32 and injuring 300. Ms. de Corte was uninjured, but the resulting PTSD radically changed her life after two suicide attempts. She chose to end her life after two psychiatrists signed off. On the procedure. You want to talk about failure. That's absolute failure. Did anybody tell her about Jesus Christ? Did anybody give her the gospel? The good news? Did anybody. Anybody. Tell her the gospel. Our true peace is only found in Christ. Anyway. DeCorte was in and out of psychiatric hospitals. For several years. Surviving suicide attempts in 2018. This is what she wrote. Shante frequently recalled her experiences. Following the bombing on social media. And spoke of her struggle. Dealing with her declining mental health. Folks listen to this coming up. Remember, pharmacaea in the Bible, sorcery. Anyway, in one post she wrote, I get a few medications for breakfast and up to 11 anti-11, 11, 11 antidepressants a day. I couldn't live without it. With all the medications I take, I feel like a ghost that can't feel anything anymore. Maybe there were other solutions than medications. Anyway, up to 11 antidepressants a day. I have a herd. I've never heard of a patient being on 11 antidepressants at a time. In fact, Mr. Cortez's entire experience with mental health professionals in Belgium suggests incompetence and negligence. Goes on to say, and in the end, they just gave up on her. Euthanasia defined as the practice of intentionally ending a person's life to relieve pain and suffering is legal in Belgium for an individual who is in a medical, medically futile condition of constant and unbearable physical or mental suffering that cannot be alleviated, resulting from a serious and incurable disorder caused by illness or accident. Shantae's formal request to be euthanized was approved earlier this year by two psychiatrists, according to the RTBF. The woman was euthanized on May the 7th, 2022, surrounded by her family. The report says, folks, this is heartbreaking. I just, man. Anyway, so it says, what happens if a doctor's incompetence contributes to the medically futile condition? There is no way that 11 antidepressants didn't, in, didn't affect her mental health in ways that could have easily contributed to her depression. And at least one doctor agrees with that. Antwerp prosecutors began an investigation after receiving complaints from a doctor at the UZC Brugman Academic Clinical Hospital in Brussels. He said the decision to euthanize Shantae was made prematurely. I can't believe I'm reading this, folks. The Federal Commission for the Control and Evaluation of Euthanasia in Belgium didn't see any problems with the case. But neurologist Paul Del Tenray said that there were still different avenues of care and treatment available to Shantae that were not tried. He goes, the death culture has been working for 18 years to bring the debate to this point. In 2004, he says, I wrote about the Groningen protocols in the Netherlands, which allowed doctors to euthanize a baby without the parent's consent. Yes, folks, you heard me correctly. <clears throat> Groningen, Groningen protocols in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands, we know how evil it is over there, which allow doctors to euthanize a baby without the parent's consent. Folks, 
I'm not saying all of Netherland is evil. I'm not saying that because we look at the United States, there's plenty of evil here. But I am saying there's a lot of dark things that go over, go on over there. Anyway, uh, in William L. Schreier's classic, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, the author points out that while Nazis encouraged Aryan women to have as many babies as possible, even out of wedlock, non-Aryans, such as Jews, Gypsies, Slavs, and others, were the victims of forced abortions and sterilizations. It was but a short jump from those policies to the euthanasia practice against the deformed, the retarded, and all who, in the opinion of the doctor, would be a burden on the Reich. The Groningen Protocols eerily echo these policies and call into question the very nature of man's relationship to government in a free society. When the most important right of all, the right to life, is put in the hands of a committee, it's time for the Dutch people and indeed the entire euthanasia movement to rethink and reevaluate what they're trying to accomplish. It says, how do we go from the idea that terminally ill people should decide for themselves whether to live with their suffering or end it with the assistance of their family doctor to this nightmare scenario of faceless bureaucrats deciding who lives, who dies, and what basis those decisions are made? Is this the slippery slope opponents of assisted suicide I've been talking about for years? Oh, gee, I don't know. Could it be? Jeez Louise, folks. Mystic Gorgeous' condition was far from hopeless. To allow a 23-year-old woman to take the irretrievable step of ending her own life is irresponsible, especially when there are legitimate questions about the quality of care she received. Folks, that doesn't make you think. Where in the hell were her parents? Where the hell was her family, her friends? 11 antidepressants? What? How could she even be in the right mind to make the decision that she wanted to end her life? She probably wanted to end her suffering, yes. Her life? Probably not. Probably not. If she would have gotten the help. If somebody could have told her about the gospel, got her out of that situation, got her into better care, 11 into the present six, that's absurd. Absurd. And you think about each one of these. Have you you've seen the commercials? And they have to run through the side effects really fast. And this could this 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 could cause that. Could cause death. Could all this could cause this. You could you know all this crap. And you have eleven of them. What kind of side effects do you think those were giving her? How absolutely heart wrenching. Absolutely heart wrenching. But this is where we're at, folks. This world doesn't care. These people don't care. Like when the Bible says, in the end times, the love of many would grow cold. Many. That's happening, folks. So devastating. Well, I guess if the mRNA vaccines don't get you, the spraying of the chemicals in our air doesn't get you, all this other stuff, well, they'll come after you for euthanasia. They'll talk you into it. Remember Canada? They started the same thing in Canada. I think earlier this year, I reported on that as well. Folks, <laughs> I'm going to run through some headlines here really quick. This is the Gateway Pundit. Major explosion destroys Europe's longest bridge connecting Crimea and Russia. Let's have Ukrainian Defense Department threatens more attacks on Russia following Crimea Bridge bombing. A 17-year-old fully vaccinated daughter of Illinois Democrat Sean Kasten died of sudden cardiac arrhythmia. Told you about that just a few moments ago. And just like that, American taxpaying dollars are now funding terrorists who blow up bridges in target Russian infrastructure. Did you guys know that? Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt University Medical Center announces pause in gender-affirming surgeries for minors. Aww. 
you know they were doing that? Mm. 23-year-old woman who survived a Brussels terror attack dies by euthanasia. I just talked to you about that, guys. Uh, so he goes, what I've seen in the past two years is unprecedented. Uh, this is um, uh, Julian Construct. Oh, we may look at this one. So it says, uh, she says, what I've seen in the past two years is unprecedented. Renowned OBN uh, GYN tells Dr. Drew that he has seen an off-the-charts rise in miscarriages and fetal abnormalities since the vaccine was introduced. Folks, you can go watch that video at gatewaypundit.com. Gatewaypundit.com. Telling you, things are happening. She said, um, breaking, sabotage, two communication lines, GSM-R, cut in Germany. Rail service in northern Germany has been suspended. New Rasmussen poll finds Republicans have expanded general ballot lead to four points. Four points, guys. And uh, what else? We have 84 illegal aliens discovered in back of tractor trailer at the border town in Texas. And then uh, we have uh, breaking. This is huge, guys. Florida surgeon. I talked a little bit about this a while ago. So Florida surgeon general finds 84% increase. Folks, what is this? 84% increase in cardiac-related death in males 18 to 39 following the mRNA vaccine recommends young males refrain from receiving COVID vaccines. Folks, <clears throat> can't make this up. Oh, goodness, I cannot, I, can't, I just can't, guys. So breaking, we have Joe Biden rescinds 2014 Obama-era executive order on wiretapping and bulk data collection replaces with more restrictive language. And then, oh, listen to this, guys. The Las Vegas stabbing suspect in the U.S. was illegally here, of course. He had a criminal record in California, and guess where he's from? Guatemala. Anyway. Uh, we have a lot of things going on. So, of course, everybody's going, well, you know, maybe the election was stolen. No, really? I can't imagine. So, it also says horror. This is, oh, God, this is out. This is, mm. Tennessee family's pit bull kills two children, severely injures mother. I heard she was upgraded to stable condition right now. Folks, that is, that's terrible. Look, I'm a dog lover. I am. I have a dog walking business. I don't get along with little doggies here where I'm from. And I love animals. I love cats. I love horses. I even have a couple reptiles that I take care of for some folks. And birds and everything else. But I will not, will not take care of pit bulls. And I know that everybody's like, take care of pet rabbits on how you're raised. No, actually that's not really true. Um, not necessarily. They have a brain uh, disorder. It's a disease that they get because they have been inbred. Uh, so many times and so uh, it's not necessarily in how you raise them and I'll give you two examples um, I used to live across the street these people had two pit bulls and they ate at the table with them they slept with their kids they treated them like just like you know Second uh, Samuel 12 <laughs> talks about the kid the guy that had the little ewe lamb right treated it like a kid and uh, next thing you know, it turned on them. So that was one incident. Another incident is here where I live. One of my neighbors um, went to go take care of a pet. She did um, house sitting for people, pet sitting. You know, they had a pit. The pit attacked her and her dog. Almost killed her dog. Almost. She, just, she almost. She did it once, but this way, by the grace of God, she still uh, survived. And her dog did too. But her dog had numerous surgeries. And uh, she was bit her arms. And oh, it was ter terrible, terrifying. Anyway. So at that moment, I made the decision that my business will no longer walk pit bulls. We just won't do that. And I'm not going to put myself or anybody else in <coughs> in harm's way. I did have one that I took care of. Her name was Perry. 
Paris. Uh, she was 15 years old. She was an old, old pit bull. Bless her heart. Could hardly get around. So, yes, I did. Um, but, you know, circumstances were a little different. Anyway, I said I would throw that in there. I don't know why, but I did. Anyway, um, so I know I'll probably get some emails about that, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, and here we go. So we have the Connect Election Software CEO who was arrested earlier for ties to China and labeled significant flight risk was caught with luggage on the way to the Michigan airport, left his cell phone behind, has substantial ties to China. So Virginia County stops using the Chinese Lin Connect election software following CEO's arrest for sending data to China. Oh, folks, I can't make this stuff up. Oh my goodness. Here's huge news. Delaware. Delaware Supreme Court rules mail-in voting unconstitutional and strikes down same-day registration. Well, there's a victory for us, right? Woohoo! So anyway, let's go back up here to so Las Vegas. Gosh, man, that is just unbelievable. And then we had the family of four uh, that were murdered, even their baby. I just, things are only going to get worse, folks. I hate to tell you, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but God did warn us what was coming. If you don't have a firearm, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care where you live, you better go get you a gun. If you can't get a gun, get a stun gun. If you can't get a stun gun, get mace, get bear spray, get whatever you can get, wasp spray. That'll do the trick, too. Get you one of them high-powered pellet guns. They got some CO2 pellet guns. May not kill somebody, but it's going to make them think twice if you fire enough of them bad boys into them. Uh, you need to get some things to protect yourself. I'm I'm a huge Second Amendment pr proponent. And um, huge. Absolutely. My parents raised me that way. I'm still that way to this day. Um, you know, but I'm another gun safety proponent, too. So I'm huge on gun safety. Even though you do go buy a gun, doesn't mean you know how to use that gun. Um, different firearms uh, are different. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you do not know how to use that firearm, you need to go get some training on that. You need to be able to take that gun apart, put that gun together. You need to know how to work that gun, how it works, how to clean that firearm. You need to know everything about that gun. If it jams, what do you do? You need to know these things. So if you do have guns, I'm telling you right now, learn how to use them. And by all means, have ammunition what are you gonna do? throw it at them if they break into your house if you don't have ammo you can't i'll tell you this right don't you ever point if you think you're gonna defend yourself a, a, an unloaded weapon at somebody it's the stupidest thing you could ever do ever do just because you think you want to scare them or something because they'll pull a gun and kill you and another thing if you ever ever pull a gun if you ever ever pull a gun you better be prepared to fire that weapon and we tell you you don't want to maim them. You don't want to hurt them. You want to kill them. So if you ever pull a gun, you better be prepared to kill somebody. That's just all there is to it. You are protecting yourself. If you feel that your life is in that kind of danger, you better be prepared to, to kill somebody for it. So anyway, let's check out this article by Jim Hoft. Surgeon General aid finds 84% increase in cardiac-related death in males 18 to 39. Okay, guys. So... Florida Surgeon General released a shocking report on Friday. According to Dr. Joseph Ledapo, there was an 84% increase in the incident of cardiac-related deaths among males 18 to 39 years old within 28 days following the mRNA vaccination. And that, folks, is a huge number. Dr. Ledapo recommends that young males from uh, from 18 to 39 refrain from taking the COVID vaccine. I'll tell you. Nobody needs to take the COVID vaccine. Nobody. I'm throwing that in there myself. 
it's kind of hard to trust anything our government does now. It's kind of hard to trust anything right now. So the Bible says discernment. You got to have discernment in the end days because there'll be so much deception. Well, we see that happening so much. So anyway, check this out. This is a shocking study. So Denmark and Sweden recently halted vaccines for healthy children. Today's state... Uh, while our government is forcing it upon children, you need, have you got your booster? Have you got your booster, 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 booster? Have you got your 35th booster? Have you got it? Have you got it? Meanwhile, there are other countries in the world that kind of see like, whoa, something's wrong. Denmark and Sweden recently halted vaccines for healthy children. Be for all children. Today, State Surgeon General Joseph uh, A. Ladapo has announced new guidance regarding the mRNA uh, vaccines. The Florida Department of Health Department conducted an analysis through a self-controlled case series, which is a technique originally developed to evaluate vaccine safety. This analysis found that there is an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related death among males 18 to 39 years old within 28 days of the mRNA or following mRNA vaccination. Folks! 28 days with a high level of global immunity to COVID-19 the benefit of vaccination is likely outweighed by this abnormally high risk of cardiac related death among men in this age group non-mRNA vaccines were not found to have these increased risks so there you have it but isn't it kind of eerie that they are using this vaccine to literally wipe out males age 18 39 mm, i'll let you chew on that so as such the state surgeons general recommends against males aged 18 to 39 receiving the mrna covid 19 vaccine and here is uh joseph a ladapo as an md phd today we released an analysis on covid 19 mrna vaccines the public needs to be aware of this analysis showed an increased risk of cardiac related death among men 18 to 39 florida will not be silent on the truth well thank you thank you for standing up for the truth and of course it comes out of florida health and they have it posted right here state general uh, uh state surgeons general dr joseph aylado did all the did all the information has it all in there right there so you guys can read about that if you would like to uh, you can go to the gatewaypundit.com gatewaypundit.com and check that out for yourself so folks there are people out there telling you the truth but you have to listen for it you have to search for it and uh otherwise you're just gonna pair it what they tell you on the evening news we need to get our politics we need to get we need to get we need to get i think i did a thing a while back on our local news they were talking about um the city of amarillo has got their 47th booster uh for kids y'all need to go and get it of course i posted some things on there that say, oh you anti-vaxxers you anti-science people you don't know science you people don't know sure who am i gonna believe some dumbass on facebook posting or am i gonna believe the city of amarillo so then i posted the thing from the national institute of health from the government and boy it shut them up pretty fast i'm like hmm you know you really got it's it's this is so surprising to me that we still have government officials healthcare officials all these you want to call them health care i don't even call it health care anymore it's not health care they don't care about you anyway they're still forcing all this stuff on people and children they want babies to get this they want children to get this you know with the facts already out that we already know what it does to people but yet they're still pushing it so you tell me what the hell is going on i'll tell you what's going on it's called deception deception anyway we do have rapture ready also rapture ready always gives excellent headlines i'd like to run through those but i will eventually so to nuke or not to nuke what will putin do 
It is obvious to all concerned, including Vladimir Putin, that the use of strategic nuclear weapon would lead to the destruction of Moscow, followed by an unimaginable conflict costing the lives of millions around the world, and Putin knows that nobody would win. But what about the use of a tactical nuke? Hmm. That's an interesting uh, prospect. This is at prophecynewswatch.com. Prophecynewswatch.com. So, within the... Uh, it says it says Mr. Putin's reminded the world of President Harry S. Truman's decision to drop atomic weapons on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, 77 years ago. Adding, by the way, they created a precedent on Saturday. The strongman leader of the Southern Russian Republic of Chechnya, uh, Ramzan Kadrov, said Mr. Putin should consider using low-yield nuclear weapons in Ukraine, becoming the first prominent Russian official to openly call for such a strike. So, folks, this is September 30th when Russian President Vladimir Putin declared once again that he would use all available means to defend Russian territory, the New York Times reported. So, uh, with this latest threat in mind, it is noteworthy that days before Russia's initial invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022, President Vladimir Putin was personally overseeing military exercises with Belarus, uh, exercises that were blatantly nuclear in nation. On February the 18th, Belarus President Alexander Lukashenko uh, announced his re- willingness to join Vladimir Putin in strategic nuclear drills a day after annual strategic drills of nuclear capable missiles were to take place under the supervision of Russia Armed Forces, uh, Forces Supreme Commander in Chief Vladimir Putin. Uh, those well publicized nuclear exercises happened just six days before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, launched on February the 24th. At the time, Putin authorized special military operations and Russian forces began missile and artillery attacks, striking major Ukrainian cities, including Kiev. So goes on to talk a little bit more about that, folks. Um, you know, you can see that, well, I don't think Putin's very stable, honestly. I don't think the world thinks Putin is stable. It's kind of ironic that he turns 70 years old today. Hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit, shall we? So let's move along over here. So this is from Joel C. Rosenberg. Joel C. Rosenberg. And it's from allisrael.com. Allisrael.com. Now, Rosenberg does have a new episode. Now it's called the Rosenberg Report. So you can check a little bit about that too. So let's go here. Allisrael.com. So, and I talked about this, I touched on it earlier. So is Vladimir Putin the evil dictator Gog from biblical prophecy? He just called America satanic. Now Biden warns Putin risks Armageddon. Let's get to this quickly, folks. So as Putin turns 70, I explained on the first episode of the Rosenberg Report why he is the most dangerous man on the planet. Folks, mm. Jerusalem today, Vladimir Putin turns 70. And he goes, I certainly won't be celebrating. Will you? The man is on a murderous rampage. And as tensions between Russia and the West rapidly escalate, the rhetoric becoming increasingly apocalyptic. Last night on the debut episode of his prime of his new primetime TV program, The Rosenberg Report, he said he devoted the first full segment to explaining the threat posed by Vladimir Putin, calling him the most dangerous man on the planet. From Jerusalem, he also warned that not since the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962 has the world been so close to nuclear war. At the same time, U.S. President Joe Biden said nearly the same thing in New York City. For the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis, we have a direct threat to the use of nuclear weapons. If, in fact, things continued on the path they are going, Biden said at a Democratic fundraiser in Manhattan. Then Biden warned that Putin risked pulling the world into the Book of Revelation. We have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis, the president said. I don't think there's any such thing as the ability to easily use a tactical 
tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. Last week, in the very speech in which he threatened to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine, Putin denounced the policies of Biden, the wise, or the, I'm sorry, the U.S. and the West as satanic. He also cited the Bible to declare that those poisonous fruits have become visible not only to the people in Russia, but also many in the West, reported the Associated Press. The dictatorship of the Western elites is directed against all societies, including the people of the Western countries themselves, Putin said in a major address. This is a complete denial of humanity, the overthrow of faith and traditional values. Indeed, the suppression of freedom itself has taken on the features of religion, outright Satanism. Folks, (laughs) that was quoted by Putin. It's a chilling comment, and I have little confidence that Biden is up to the challenge. But is Vladimir Putin gog? Here's the text of his commentary on Putin on the Rosenberg Report last night. So you can watch it if you want to. If you want to go to allisrael.com and click on that, you can watch it as well. It says, tomorrow Vladimir Putin turns 70. Few outside Moscow will be celebrating. Uh, since coming to power in 2000, he has sent forces into Georgia, Crimea, Syria, and Ukraine. He's arming Iran, even though they're threatening to wipe Israel off the map. Now Putin's threatening to go nuclear in Ukraine. Biden isn't taking this seriously enough. But Putin is dead serious. And here's a quote from Putin. He says, Russia and Iran are finalizing a new major treaty that will elevate bilateral relations to the level of strategic partnership. That's a quote about Vladimir Putin. And he goes, as he wrote in Enemies and Allies, Putin sees himself as both czar and godfather. As he warned in March on on All Israel News, Rosenberg said, Not since the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962 has the world been this close to nuclear war. Even in March, Putin was already losing in Ukraine. Six months later, he's been humiliated there. Desperate, he's mobilizing 300,000 reservists. But if he can't win conventionally, Putin just may resort to the nuclear option. That's why he's so dangerous. He doesn't simply have a deadly military machine. He's willing to use it. In Ukraine isn't the end of Putin's murderous ambitions. One question I've been asked repeatedly by Christians over the years is, Vladimir Putin Gog, the evil dictator prophesied in Ezekiel 38 and 39, who formed an alliance with Iran, Turkey, and other countries in the, quote, last days to invade Israel? Interest in these biblical prophecies has surged this year. And here is one reason. So you can check out this photo, and it says, that's Putin on the left, and Iranian President Ibrahim Rahisi in the middle, and Turkish President Recep Erdogan on the right. And so, even with them being so sick. So, anyways, they met in July in Tehran, vowing to continue their military operations in Syria. And here's another photo. And it has a severely, though severely ill, Iran's supreme leader made time for his most important ally, who's helping to build Tehran's nuclear program and selling them advanced weapons. Another reason, here's another photo, as Vladimir Putin shakes hands with Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi during a meeting on the sidelines of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit in Smarkin, Uzbekistan on September the 20th, on September the 15th. I did report on that too. Last month, Putin again met with Iranian President. Why? Because Russia and Iran are finalizing a new major treaty that will elevate bilateral relations to the level of strategic partnership. And that's what Putin said. Does this mean that the war of Gog and Magog is imminent? No. Yet, never in the 2,600 years since Ezekiel prophesied have we seen Russia and Iran forming such an alliance. Does this really mean Putin is Gog? It's too early to draw conclusions, but it's fair to say Putin is Gog-esque. And uh, so maybe he doesn't make it to his 71st birthday. Maybe he's defeated in Ukraine and overthrown in Moscow. But if Vladimir Vladimir Mirovich Putin um, turns the tables and wins, fear over who he'll target next will only mount.
And he says, certainly here in Jerusalem. So, folks, things are happening so quickly. Like you just said, 2,600 years since Ezekiel prophesied this. Has this happened? So, Russia is forming that alliance right now. And you can see it happening like so fast we see it but of course you know if you're gonna watch major news networks they're not gonna tell you these things they don't relate it to bible prophecy and um so it's kind of crazy because in my book when i wrote that way back i said um you know i kind of gave an overview um um of russia because in the back in the 1900s russia was an orthodox christian nation they would never done anything like this israel wasn't even a nation none of these things could have actually happened the way the bible said until may of 1948 when israel became a nation again and now we have Gog uh, or Russia acting totally like Gog. Uh, and so we see these things happening. And they are not a uh, Orthodox Christian nation any longer. They are a godless socialist nation. So anyway, folks, give you some things to chew on. <laughs> so what else? If you ever go to theblaze.com, you can check out some great headlines there as well. It says, um, let me move along here. Uh, dun, 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 dun. I think I did go through these already. I did. I did read through these. The Vanderbilt University Medical Center does pause transgender surgeries for minors. I kind of wanted to look at that today. It was posted yesterday, October the 7th, by Alex Nitzberg. Alex Nitzberg. So the Vanderbilt University Medical Center is pausing so-called, quote, gender-affirming surgeries, unquote, for individuals younger than 18 years old. They were, which makes you think, folks, they were doing these gender-affirming surgeries hellacious surgeries on kids under the under the age of 18 anyway back to the article wceo in chief health systems officer dr c wright pinson noted in a letter to the gop tennessee state republican jason zachary the october 7th letter was issued in response to a september 28th letter signed by zachary and other state house republicans we the elected representative body on the state of tennessee asked members of the vumc board of directors to take immediate action by halting all permanent gender transitioning surgeries being performed on minor children the lawmakers letter said additionally we asked vumc vanderbilt university school of medicine school of nursing and its affiliates to honor all conscientious objection objectors whose religious beliefs prohibit their engagement in certain medical procedures goes on to say pinson noted in his response letter that the institution's transgender clinic was started in 2018 and that an average of five individuals per year below the age of 18 have had gender affirming surgical procedures he added that all were at least 16 years of age none have received genital procedures and parental consent to these surgeries was obtained in all cases folks makes you sick makes you sick that they're doing these things oh I don't know. You know, as a kid, I was a tomboy. Had an older brother. I liked to play football. I could do all this. But I thank God that my mom didn't say, well, gee, Heather, you want to be... There's a totally difference between a tomboy and wanting to be a boy, you know. And I think I saw something. Uh, somebody posted something the other day said the same thing. Uh, I saw it on... Uh, where was it at? Was it on... Uh, I don't think I want to say Tucker Carlson. But anyway, they had uh, alluded to that effect. Uh, to that effect, you know, like, oh... Just because, you know, I was a tomboy as a kid. I'm so glad my mom didn't throw me in and, you know, give me all these drugs and stuff. But, um, folks, just telling you, I never thought I'd be living in this world where the 16 years old folk think about it. Think, what were you doing at the age of 16? What were you thinking at the age of 16? Yeah, you can't go have a beer, but my goodness gracious, you can try to change your uh, God-given sex, which is not going to happen. You cannot change your DNA. 
You can change your physicality look, but you're not going to change the inside, folks. We need Jesus. The world needs Jesus. And uh, even more so with fewer people willing or able to have children. Global technocrats believe they have the answer. Digital families. LeoHoman.com, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Experts in artificial intelligence are predicting that within a few decades, we will not only have digital money, digital IDs, and digital surveillance of everything we do and everywhere we go, we will also have digital families. The idea of creating virtual children powered by AI is already in the pipeline. Folks, <laughs> telling you, I'm just... I can't believe these things, right? And within 40 or 50 years, as people find themselves increasingly frustrated in their inability to procreate, behavioral science and computer engineers believe these folks will warm to the idea of raising a digital child in the metaverse. You heard it here, folks. Author uh, Catriona uh, Campbell is the one who believes parents will want to care for digital children online. Just flip on a headset and you can feel like you're really there with the fake CGI baby, toddler, or preteen. Just type in the age and gender and other data points of your desired child and shazam, there it is. With all the needs and co-competent uh, res- responsibilities of a real child. Or not. <laughs> Jeez. Folks. Well, you know, if they keep giving out these mRNA vaccines, guess what? There won't be a whole lot of children being born anyway because uh, it's sterilization on a global scale. But I don't have to tell you that. Well, maybe I do because if you don't listen to the outside sources and you just watch the mainstream media and what CNN wants you to know, then you won't know any of this. The Bible tells us. Bible tells us, the Bible tells us, tells us, tells us these things were coming. She goes on to say, uh, and you'll never guess Campbell's reasoning as to why women of childbearing age might want a, quote, virtual child instead of a real one. She argues that by going with a digital child of a real one, you'll be able, uh, you will be helping the world deal with overpopulation. Which, of course, is a big lie made up by eugenics like Bill and Melinda Gates, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, and the United Nations in the bloody abortion industry he says but if you think about it these technocrats really are working hard to cover all their bases they know it's a natural human instinct to want to have children and raise families but they also know that big pharma expanding its offerings of mrna jabs and getting governments and corporations to mandate them more people will discover in the years ahead that they've jabbed themselves right out of the possibility of parenthood if you type the words COVID-19 vaccine and fertility issues into your search engines, you will get one fact-checked article after another saying there is no evidence that the injections lower fertility. But that's just one more lie by big tech working in cooperation with big pharma and the governments around the world that are pushing the shots. UN Secretary for Global Communications Melissa Fleming, a World Economic Forum member, openly discusses how global elites work with Google and other digital platforms to censor information they deem to be politically unacceptable. Right here she is saying it. But I'm not sure my computer system right now will pick it up. So anyway, so the truth can be found in the Pfizer clinical trials data submitted to the FDA, which, thanks to a recent Freedom of Information Act request, revealed the FDA knew that these COVID vaccines had a harmful impact on pregnancies and fertility, but they covered it up and approved the shots 
Anyway, the Daily Expose reports that, quote, these decisions led to medical professionals who are far too trusting of medicine regulators to wrongly inform pregnant women that the COVID-19 injections are perfectly safe during pregnancy, leading to many pregnant women feeling pressured to get vaccinated, unquote. According to the Centers for Disease Control Vaccine Adverse uh, Event Database, or VAERS, as of April 22nd of 2022, a total of 4,113 fetal deaths have been reported as adverse reactions to the COVID-19 injections, 3,209 of which were reported against the Pfizer injections, and 996 from the Moderna injections. And remember that VAERS numbers are vastly underreported, only about 1% of the adverse events from vaccines actually get reported according to a pre-COVID Harvard study. Other sources have also shown recent rises of miscarriages that align with the introduction of vaccines, like a report by Health Independent Alliance showing the miscarriage rate climbing 43% due to the vaccine based on a study involving women just in Utah. God. So the globalist technocrats who are depopulating the planet before our very eyes know they have a budding problem on their hands. The truth will eventually sneak through all of their fraudulent fact checkers and AI filters and young people will realize they are incapable of having kids. In a book released this year, Campbell says Tamagotchi Generation will be born and be available to parents for a small monthly fee. This is the little baby. Uh, AI. In the book, she says, uh, virtual children may seem like a giant leap from where we are now, but within 50 years, technology will have advanced to such an extent that babies, which exist in the metaverse, are indistinct from those in the real world. Really? Is that metaverse baby going to take care of you when you get old? Blurring the sorry, blurring the lines between the real and the unreal has always been a goal of the transhumanism, which Patrick Wood calls the evil stepsister of technocracy. Campbell adds, quote, we're already well on our way to creating the Tamagotchi generation, which for all intents and purposes will be real to their parents. On the basis that consumer demand is there, which I think it will be, AI children will become widely available for a relatively small monthly fee. Kind of like those BMW cars where you pay the monthly fee for your heated seats. You will own nothing and be happy. Anyway, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg is no doubt already salivating over the profit potential of potential artificial babies in the metaverse. <laughs> oh, evil, evil people. Anyway, uh, this is the same old satanic trick we see over and over where the technocrats create a problem, in this case infertility, and then try to offer a solution. Fake babies. Of course, it's all destined to fail. God won't let their chicanery succeed, and nor should we. We must call it what it is, the evil arrogance of psychopathic scientists thinking they can replace the wonders of God by offering a cheap substitute. There's no way that any digital wizardry can be used to replicate the experience of first-time parents seeing and touching a new creation, a part of themselves, in the moments after giving birth to a real live baby. Nor can science reproduce all the joys and heartaches that go along with raising that real-life living child. No satanic counterfeit can ever compete with the real thing. But they will try, and it doesn't stop with digital children. The technocrats are trying to replace and offer substitutes for everything. Japanese technocrats, for example, are developing ever more lifelike sex robots as stand-ins for men who no longer know how to relate with real women and therefore have no hope of ever finding a spouse. (laughs) Folks, you know you're in the end times when that's happening.
So in the technocrats' twisted idea of utopia, they are hoping to cultivate a new breed of soulless human beings, increasingly isolated from each other as more of life gets shifted online. These useless people, as Yuval Narari Harari describes them, will resort to entertaining themselves in an alternate in an alternative universe based on fakery. Everything is going digital, and in the digital world, everything is easier to fake. Fake science, fake news, fake vaccines, fake money, fake friends. And not even fake babies and fake sex. Folks, you heard it here. LeoHolman.com. H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. I just never thought that I would ever see a world like this. But, you know, the Bible, the Bible told us these things would happen. And I think when we were reading through Daniel and Revelation and Zechariah and and, uh, Jude and all these books and James, I just never dreamed that it would, I mean, be like this. I mean, I honestly thought I would be gone way before this ever happened. But it is here, folks. And um, it's time for us Christians to take a stand against this evilness. To take a stand against this. It's time. It is time. No matter what happens, when you die, what are people going to remember you for? What are they going to know? What are they going to know about you? Are they going to know that you stood for something? that you made a difference that you try to make a difference or are they gonna know you for you didn't do anything or say anything and you just let everything happen folks always want to say like you know parents they're like oh my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren you know my kids well let me tell you some of these mrna vaccines and depopulation and all this conspiracy theory stuff is actually true you're not gonna have any grandchildren because there won't be any grandchildren. I guess you can have digital kids. Really? <laughs> Folks, wake up and smell Armageddon. No, just kidding. Wake up and smell the Bible prophecy. Everything is happening just like Jesus Christ said. So, as always, I do these episodes and I bring you these headlines to bring you to Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. That is the most important thing. Nothing else matters. Nothing. Nothing. Except for Christ. Especially in these times. Because even if, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be here. Right? They're talking about, oh, there's going to be Bible. There's going to be Jesus coming in the Feast of Trumpets in September. And we all think that. We all hope that. (laughs) Doesn't happen. Right? Of course, Jesus said. I mean, he can come. Even he doesn't even know when he's coming. Only God the Father knows. If If you watch the movie Before the Wrath, you have an idea of why. Anyway. Um, but you know, nothing has to happen before Christ yanks us out of here, but we don't know how long we're going to be here. We don't know how much evil we're going to see. We just don't know that. Um, but I'm going to tell you, the Bible says be as wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. You better get prepared. You better go get you some food. Get you some food. You better get you some food. (laughs) <laughs> I say that a lot, but get not only food for yourself, folks, you've got to take care of the folks around you. There's everybody, every single one of us, I could tell you, probably has elderly neighbors. Not only that, you have friends that um, need help. We all need help. Everybody needs us. We cannot make it in this world alone. We need Jesus, and we need the people that Jesus puts in our lives. And so I have wonderful, wonderful friends that I am so very thankful for. <laughs> okay, if you're listening, I really do appreciate you. <laughs> oh she's always there let me tell you always so he's got good godly wisdom you got to have good godly friends you do because when you're asking people for wisdom when you're reading through the word 
and uh, God gives you these friends. You know, I've got like Chrissy, and I've got wonderful friends, Kathy. I've got great friends um, that God has given me, and I'm so very thankful for them because they're very they're very wise. You know, and you need friends who are wise. And so, anyway, I want to give a shout out to those folk. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, as I as I bring this to a close, I got a little long today, but lots of headlines, lots of stuff that have been going on, and. Um, Anyway, folks, if you see if you see the beginning of these hap- these things happening already for the tribulation, just get ready. Get ready because we're going to be yanked out of here. In the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says, boom, we're going to be gone. This, this corruptible body is going to put on an incorruptible body. And Christ is going to take us home. Are you ready? Are you ready to go home? If Christ was to come and rapture his church today tonight in the morning whenever he comes suddenly are you ready that's the most important question you can ask yourself today are you ready if he was to come today would you be here would you be left behind or would you meet us all in the air and be with the lord forever that's a decision you have to make for yourself today because your mama can't save you your daddy can't save you your grandpa or your grandmama can't save you only you can ask christ to save you your grandmama and your mom and your daddy and all your whole family might be saved but that don't mean you are i can go sit in the church doesn't make me a christian the old saying is just because i'm sitting in a garage doesn't make me a car guys it's a personal relationship with jesus christ remember there'll be those that go to heaven and They'll be up there and they'll say, Oh, Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name and we did this and we did that and we did all blah, blah, blah. And what does Jesus say to them? Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, for I never knew you. Even the demons know Jesus. Even they cower in fear. They know. But do you know Jesus as your personal savior you have to have a personal relationship with christ to be born again folks i was clear about that anybody who calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved so today i pray that today would be the day that you turn from your wicked ways you seek out christ you answer the call of the holy spirit and you say lord jesus i am a sinner i'm a wretched sinner please forgive me of my sins please save me jesus please be the lord of my life and he will you don't have to be in a church to ask that you don't have to be anywhere you don't have to have somebody there with you you don't nothing you can do it yourself driving down the road if you're sitting on your couch eating cheetos you can do that now too if you're on your knees you can do it there too anyway i pray that today will be the day you'd call out to Jesus Christ and ask him to be your savior. With that, folks, I'm going to get off of here. And as always, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And oh, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, if you don't get out there, check out uh, Spencer Smith, Brother Spencer Smith on YouTube. He's got some good stuff going on. Pastor Billy Crone at getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. Um, uh, there's a conference going on today as well Christ in Prophecy that's who it is Christ in Prophecy and you can watch that today 
uh, on their YouTube channel. And it's the 2022 Regional Bible Prophecy Conference. And it's going to be today, August the, I'm sorry, oh my goodness, October the 8th through the 9th. And it's hosted by Emmanuel Bible Church in uh, Three Springs, Pennsylvania. So that conference is this evening. So I do believe it said 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. I think is going to be the... uh, uh, the expected hours tonight. Um, anyway, it's Eastern Standard Time, so I do believe six o'clock Eastern tan, uh, Standard Time in Texas would be five o'clock. So anyway, I look forward to that this evening. So I'll be watching that on their YouTube. That is Christ in Prophecy. Christ in Prophecy. That is Lamb and Lion Ministries. Um, anyway, go check that out if you can today. This um, evening is it'll be today and tomorrow morning. And uh, so let's get out and show them some love. Um, anyway, guys, with that, I'm going to get off of here. Thank you much, so much for listening. And may the word of God get into you today. All right. And uh, my prayer is that, um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for everything today. I thank you for uh, the for your word, most importantly, Lord. We thank you for your word. It is living and active. And Father God, I just ask, Lord, that, that everybody here listening, Lord, if they are not saved, that today would be the day that they choose, Lord, to, to ask you to be their Savior, that they would ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins, because we know time is short. Father, I thank you for you being long-suffering and merciful. Father, you know, I know we want out of this world so bad, we want Jesus to come and take us home, but, you know, we also realize that you are long-suffering, and you don't want anybody to perish, and Lord... You know, we just thank you so much for your mercy and your grace. And Father God, I just thank you for everything. Lord, I ask that you bless each and everyone that's listening today or listening to whenever they may be listening to this podcast. And Father, I pray, God, that you give them boldness and courage. And Lord, whatever they may be needing, Lord, I pray that you would fulfill their needs. And Father, I ask you all of these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, guys. May, may God bless each and every one of you.